episode between Kay and the Ambassador with another episode of the Turntables Podcast. Um, I know I wasn't here last week, so I just want to apologize for that, but we are back on track. Um, a lot of personal stuff happened, but like I said, you know, we're back on track, we're back with it. So now this is a new episode of Turntables Podcast. We are recording this on Sunday, uh, March 15th. And uh, I hope you guys have been doing well for the past few weeks. I um, hope everything is fine. I know a lot of crazy stuff is happening now with the coronavirus and everything. So I just hope you guys are being safe. You know, uh, you know, like they're saying on the news, just practice social isolation, you know, proper hygiene, all that stuff. You know, don't go out to the club. Don't go out to brunch. Don't do, don't do any, any of that stuff, you know. But also wait. Um, and for the people who honestly just can't, can't afford our luxury because, you know, work, you know, job, taking care of kids and everything like that. Um, I just want to say, you know, my prayers out to you. Stay strong, you know, keep it up. I know it's a rough time out here for you and everything like that. So, you know, uh, people are in your corner. You have support that plays with you. And I know that may not go a long way for some of y'all, but I just want you guys to know that I'm in your corner. You know what I mean? Um, and just stay safe, you know, like, again, stay as safe as possible. Wash your hands frequently. Hand sanitizers, all that. Just stay safe, you know. And without further ado, I'm just going to head into the news because it's been a long time, so I know you guys are missing out. But the news, i got to be honest, a lot of this has been surrounding uh, coronavirus, the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. You know, a lot of it has been surrounding that. So because of that, uh, a lot of things have changed. You know, first things first, I want to say uh, due to the coronavirus, uh, South by Southwest Music and Arts Festival has been postponed or rather postponed canceled rather instead you know um there's a big if those who don't who don't know south by southwest big uh music and arts festival down in austin texas um especially for music and especially for rap in particular you know a lot of artists kind of had a first big break on that stage you know it's the stage that kind of like you know sets things up for all other artists you know in the future you know but uh it's it's, it's a big blow obviously to the city and to the performers as well um, not only just the performance, but to the people we don't really think about, you know, the people behind the scenes, like the restaurant workers, you know, the, the people who may have to clean up the cities, you know, the people who maybe buy extra, you know, at least just to like, you know what I mean? Just to like sell stuff there, you know what I mean? Just, it's a whole bunch of people that have now been affected by that, you know, so that's the first one. Uh, the second cancellation when it comes to music has, is, uh, the Coachella, uh, concert, you know, Coachella in concert down there in uh, California, very popular, one of the biggest concerts, if not the biggest music festival of all time, well, take it to Woodstock, you know, but one of the biggest music festivals uh, was canceled, not even just canceled, but postponed, rather, I mean, postponed to a later date in October. Um, Like I said, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, probably was affected, you know, probably paying the whole, the whole, Somewhere around us, whatever, around it or whatever. But you know, um, I think they did the right choice, just like South by Southwest. At this point, the only thing, the main thing that's really important is people's safety. And as long as people are safe, that is good. So I am glad that you know uh, they were able to handle that. They did it right away, in an appropriate manner, and put the the people first before anything else. And that I enjoy. That I enjoy. Um, Next things up, uh, today is actually the fifth anniversary of Kendrick Lamar's classic album, The Temple Butterfly. Um, I just want to give Kendrick his props and give him 
um, just some praise and they give him his flowers pretty much. Uh, for those who who don't know, the Super Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar's second album, um, critically acclaimed album. Um, that thing actually his magnus, in my opinion, his magnus opus, and I think a lot of people will agree on that. You know, um, I don't want to get into too much on it right here, right now, but I will get on some more into it later on in the discussion. But for now, like I said, I just want to give a big props to Kendrick Lamar, big shout out, and yo, he dropped one of the best albums of the last decade with uh, Flipper Butterfly, and honestly, I think it's top five and um, greatest of albums of all time, and it needs to be said, you know, all right. So after that, uh, next on news, the baby was recently in the news for uh, slapping a woman, uh, allegedly slapping a woman. Um, there was video image of, of apparently the lady uh, hitting him in the face with the camera, and he retaliated. Um, he has since uh, apologized. He offered an apology to the woman, um, you know, which is good, as he should have done. Um, obviously, you know, uh, not to put your hands on anybody else, keep your hands to yourself for all times and that type of stuff. So it's good that the baby, you know, man, up and was like, you know what? I'm apologize. I was wrong, and he and he did that. You know, which is good. However, um, it's apparently become clear that the woman has attempted to sue. The woman allegedly that was stuck for him is trying to sue him. Um, however, the baby has uh apparently said said that the woman is that the woman that is trying to sue against him is not the same woman he slapped, according to the baby's lawyers. Um, obviously, as new information comes out, we will, uh, I'll, be, I will let you guys know, but that's, that's pretty much it. Um, another, uh, some more news is, uh, Kodak Black recently, uh, gave us a letter from jail, you know, uh, just detailing his experiences right there. I know the last time, uh, Kodak released a letter from jail, it was actually talking about the abuse he has been facing from, uh, the, the prison system, especially in particular the uh the COs. Um but this time uh it's it's, it's a little bit more of a, a lighter take, you know. Um he's letting his family know his people know that he's good. Um and though he there is an issue of him being locked up in solitary for over sixty days, but thankfully they said they cut it down to thirty. So you know it's even though it's ain't everything all positive, it's good to see that he's still in high spirits, still feeling good. Um Another sad thing that happened to him was they did take his commissary for like six months as well. So apparently he's the treatment in jail is still ongoing, but uh he's still in high spirits, you know. So I think that's that's an important thing to know that his stint in prison isn't breaking him, and you know he's still despite the things that's going on, despite the the BS that is being done to him by the COs, he still has hope and he's still you know ready, still ready. Uh, and yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it for the news. Um, actually, you know, for anything else I'm going to say for the news, it's actually going to be related to the album. So I'm just going to get right into it. You know, this is right now, this segment is the album review segment. So y'all already know the deal. We're reviewing albums, we're reviewing singles, and we're going to be a classic. Music is trash, mid, music is okay, you know, not, not, not the greatest, but it's okay. Or classic, it means it's greatest, fire. That's all time, all that stuff, no jazz. But anyway, we're going to get right into it, and we are going to start from last week. And again, I apologize, y'all. I know I have been slipping, but we back. Anyway, starting with last week, I want to start with Megan Thee Stallion. She released her EP, Sugar. Uh, this one, I'm going to give a mid. Uh, it, it, it's not the greatest album. You know, it's not the greatest album about it. It's not the greatest EP. It's not the worst EP either. Um... I think Megan did exactly what she was trying to, that she wanted to do. 
this EP came off the heels of her uh, situation with um, with 1501 Certified, uh, her label issues, uh, and this was the album that, the EP, I mean, that she released after the whole court thing and the court papers streaming order and everything like that. So Megan released his album, and it's it's right, you know, Captain Hook is a good song, um, Hit My Former Kalani is fire, um, her single, uh, B-I-T-C-H, fire as well. Um, so, you know, I, she has a couple of good songs in there. Nothing to me that really stood out crazy like it did on Fever. But I think this is just a little something like to hold her fans over until, you know, the summer arrives. Until, you know, it can be hot girl summer once again. So, I will give Megan a pop. It was a decent album. I, that's why I can't give it a classic. I will give it a mid. But, you know, it, 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 it was good. It was good. Following up with that, uh, we got Jada Kiss with Ignatius. This is her album. And, yo, I'm giving this a classic. I'm giving this a classic. Uh, straight up, when you know her Jada Kiss, she already knows the pedigree that this guy brings. You know, locks. Uh, you know he's rapped with some of the greatest rappers of all time, and he's, he's kept up with them. He's not did better than them. You know, he's Jada Kiss is known for his pen, and he brings it on this record. And this is straight hip hop. You know, this this is what it is. From Honey Season with Pusha T, just straight bars, balling us up, and great music. To me and me was this is a dope. I like how he took the sample, how he uses it very well. It was dope. Uh, Catch and Release is another good song. Um, somebody was an uncredited vocal on there, but you know something that I don't think Data Kiss gets enough credit for is Data Kiss is one of those few rappers that he does very well in a with the R&B slash rap track. You know when that mixes in, you know rappers like Fabulous. You know, do a great job at it. Jada Kiss is one of those people that do a great job at it, too. You know, so I want to give him his props for that. You know, uh, Kisses to the Sky with Rick Ross. You know, I know with John Legend, you know, like he, like he, he's done a, done a great job right now with this album. And honestly, it makes me happy to see that, yo, Jada Kiss still got it. He still got his pen. And he's still out here just giving us bars after bars after bars. And that is that good music, too. Because something people don't know, like, a lot of people can have great bars, great raps, whatever, but sometimes the music is lacking. And, but this time with Jada Kiss, like, he, he let us know, like, nah, I still got it, and the music is there, too. So, you know what? Jada Kiss, I'm giving Ignatius a classic. Classic album. Um, now, from there, from the R&B, well, from the rap, I mean, we had to shit into the R&B. With Jay, Janae Aiko, she released a number. Um, and honestly, I'm gonna give this album a, a mid. Uh, a lot of the songs were good, uh, Good, decent songs. Nothing really stood out to me. Man, nothing was really trash, in my opinion. Um, I mean, the few standouts I will have to say would be uh, BS, uh, P Fairy, um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I wasn't really happy with Happiness Over Everything for the simple fact that that's a very old song. Um, it's actually off of first mixtape, Sailing, Sailing Souls, which I believe came out in 2011. Um, and that was without the future feature. It said that was a Miguel and Gucci main feature. This time she released it, however, this time with uh, Miguel and Future. And honestly, because of the old track, I wasn't really too happy with it. It didn't excite me. I wasn't really like, oh, bet, you gotta go. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't excite me. And that to me, I kind of, in my opinion, kind of like brought down the album a little bit because I didn't understand why if you release some brand new music, brand new songs, you will go all the way as far back as 2011 you know, to put a new song on here. But aside from that, though, uh, the music, like I said, the music was decent. Nothing really too crazy stood out to me. Um, 
like yeah, Nas did his thing on Ten K Hours. Um, her also did her thing on BS on Saying the app. So you know the features that you expected all all killed it. You know, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I have to give it a man. Um, it was it's a good song. It's a, it's good music for you know late night vibes or chilling, maybe with your shorty, maybe with a, a few friends or whatever. Or if you in your feelings in your bag, it, it's that type of music, you know. Um, but other than that, like I said, it's it's made. It's a decent album. It's enjoyable. If you listen to it, you will enjoy it. And it's not it's not something that you're gonna be like, you know, forget about it. You will probably repeat it a couple of times. You know what I mean? Um, and that's it for that. Uh, next up, some more rap. Uh, we got Lil Uzi Vert, right? And this one was Eternal Attack. Or Atake, I forgot, I don't know how, how you pronounce it. But anyway, Lil Uzi Vert with EA, and this has been a long-awaited album. Um, EA was, I think, around 2016. He's he been teasing this album, but again, you know, similar with Megan Stallion, uh, Lil Uzi Vert had his label issues, you know. So it did take time. A lot of a lot of stuff was, was leaked. Uh, a lot of the leaks didn't, well, I'll get to that later, but a lot of stuff was leaked, you know, um, and people were waiting for this album, and finally, you know, Lil Uzi in a dope wall, in my opinion, in where he literally put everything into the fan, the hands of the fans, he let the fans choose the album cover, you know, he, like, he let, like, he put the, the, this promotion of this album into the hands of the fans, and it worked out pretty well, um, he had the songs on here stand out, a lot of them, from Baby Toodles, Silly Watch, You Better Move, Celebration Station, um, Urgency, Secure the Bag. Um, for everybody that was a big fan of XO Tour Life, he actually has a part two on this album, you know, P2, he calls it. You know, so it's, it's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff. It's 18 tracks. Um, two of them, Foot Shaw Shuffle and That Way being bonus tracks, you know. But it's a decent, it's a decent name. Uh, honestly, this was one of, I'm going to give this album a classic, you know. Enjoy the songs outright. Uh, when I listened to it, I did not get bored. I, it flowed easily. It was, cohe- you know, it was cohesive, and I loved it, you know. And I think this is where Uzi shines a little bit, you know. The beats were out of kind of left field, and I think that's where Uzi shines like his best on those type of beats. Uh, he, he can tell you have fun with it, and you can tell that he wanted us to have fun with it, too. You know what I mean? Um, so overall, great album. Lil Uzi did his thing. I am happy and I'm I'm proud of him for what he's doing. You know, so and it is good. Like I said, a lot of good songs on this album. Honestly, I can't don't have anything bad to say about it. You know, like you guys would enjoy it. So I I strongly urge you to check it out. Right. Um. Then this is this is actually the first, the very first week of music. Right. Now. This is this was last week's music. Now the music that dropped this week, this past week rather. Uh, I'm gonna get into that too. And just like we look, we started, we ended with Lil Uzi. We're gonna start with Lil Uzi. So again, Lil Uzi actually dropped this past week the deluxe version of Eternal Attack. Um, also he called it Lil Uzi Vert versus the World Two. This is this part, which is a brand new set of what 14 songs. Um, again, all of them dope. And going back to how I said last time that, you know, a lot of songs were leaked in preparation for the the first, uh, the first EA, uh, a lot of those leaked songs made it onto this album, you know, so Myron, which was very popular online during when it got leaked, uh, B, 
being Kobe with Chief Keith, like these stuff, great song. So again, I have to give this one a classic as well. You know, he did not disappoint. He got Myron. It's a good song. Being featuring uh Chief Keith is a good song. It's Sharisky with Trinity Savage, what's up? Like too too many good songs on this album, man. And Lil Uzi did what he does best, which is deliver great music, fun music, energetic music, you know. Um He's one of the few people of like of this newer generation which who actually can rap and can make enjoyable music at the same time. You know what I mean? Uh, and so it, it's good, it's good. And I'm big shout out to Lil Uzi too because with this album, uh, with the Tonatake, he went number one, uh, in in, in the country with it. So big shout out to him. Congratulations, he deserves it. Uh, for both the original, for both the regular version and the deluxe version, he did a great job on both of them. So I just want to give a big shout out to him. Uh, another person who dropped was Jack Harlow. It was an EP. Uh, it's called Sweet Action. And I'm going to give this one a, a mid. You know, it, it was enjoyable. Nothing really too crazy stood out. Um, I know the lead single was What's Poppin'. Great song. Uh, again, shout out to, Just, to Justin Made It. Uh, did a great job on the beat. Um, Two Stylists is another song I enjoyed. Um, you know. And that was pretty much it. Like, other songs, I want to see some ass. You know, like, Instance, Out Front, Hey, Big Head, Once May Come. They were cool. Ain't really stand out to me. Uh, Once May Come, I actually enjoyed a lot, a little bit, you know. Uh, along with What's Poppin' and Too Stylish. But, like, the other, you know, four songs, I want to see some ass. Songs like, Instance, Out Front, Hey, Big Head. They, it was cool. It didn't really, like, pop out to me like that, you know. It was enjoyable listening. So, uh, if anything, I will... I'm like, like I said, I'm gonna give this one a mid. It didn't really, nothing really was too crazy for me. Nothing really stood out to me like that. Again, it was like, an, it was really an enjoyable listen, a truly enjoyable listen. So nothing mad at that. Um, next up after that with Jack Harlow, we're gonna get into the long, long, long-awaited album from I think I think a lot of people say it's probably also one of hip hop's best MCs. With Jay Electronica, and he released his debut album finally after how many years? And I'm about to do the math later, but it's a long time because I, I believe Exhibit C came out in like what 28, 2008, or something, 2008, 2010, maybe around that time. So Jay Electronica has been around for a long time, and he ain't dropped his debut album for a long, long time. You know, more than over 10 years. And now we we have him here with Jay Z, right? on his debut album. Now, before I get into the ranking, I just want to say, um, I was not happy when I found out that Jay-Z was literally on every single song for Jay Electronica's debut album. I was not happy. I have my I have my issues with that. Um, I will say here, for one, for an MC with the caliber of Jay Electronica, I, it didn't make any sense to me as to why you would need help from one of the, from one of the greatest, if not, the greatest MCs of all time in Jay Z. It didn't make any sense to me. I believe Jay Electronica has a skill set, has the ability that he can produce a full album on his own with no help. You know, obviously he's gonna producers. I mean, but I don't, I don't think he needed Jay features on every song. And mind you, he had the album is ten songs minus the first track, which is really just the intro and nobody rapping. Uh, just recording. Um, the rest of the songs, Jay's rapping, Jay Z's rapping on every single one of them. You know. And like I said, I I had a problem with that. It, it was it was nothing that I would like. I, it was nothing that I liked. But I have to say, I will say this: 
But you heard Jay-Z and Jay Electronica, you already know what you're getting. You're getting good music, you're getting bars, you're getting, like, real raps, you know, and that's exactly what we got. I can't even lie. Everything that these guys spit just took me for a loop instantly, you know. Ghost of Soldier Slim, Never Ending Story, The Signing Suit Theory, which is an old track, a few years old, but they put it on this one, Fire as always. Universal Soldier, dope. I think my favorite, though, and the one that really surprised me the most, was the blinding with Travis Scott. Because never would I have thought, but I have ever heard Jay Electronica and Jay-Z on the same track with Travis Scott. And I mean, it's the same track with that type of beat to it, you know. Um, but these guys, you, you, you know exactly what you're getting. You know exactly what you're getting. Great lyrics. These guys are rapping at a, at an all-time high. If For those who want to be a rapper, like, really be a rapper, like, really be a, you know what I mean? Like, really rap, uh, I've seen a lot of people, artists themselves, even say like, "Yo, this is this is a, a clinic in rapping. Like, you would listen to this, you study, and you are gonna learn a lot." And that's what these guys did. They they put on a clinic, they put on a true show. Um, so even with me hating the fact that Jay Electronica had to get Jay Z on this album, I'm gonna give this album a classic because that's just how good the music is. You know, that's just how good the music is. I know we waited for a long time. And, may, and, and, you know, you, you want good stuff. And I think he delivered. He definitely delivered. And I will say shout-out to Jay Electronic for that. So next time, please do not get Jay-Z in all your songs. Don't, just don't do it. You're too good. I could have I accepted it more if it was like a second album or something, but not for your debut. I do not think it's fair for Jay-Z to get on your album. It's just not. It's just not for a debut. And let me not say I don't think it's fair. I just don't think it is right. That's the better way to put it. For for Jay Z to get on your debut album, it doesn't feel like a debut. All if this really feels like a collab album, I will say that it feels more like a collab album, you know, than it does a debut album. And that's all I'll say. But again, shout out to Jay Electronica. I think he did a very great job. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully this means we're gonna get more music for him. Cause I'm <laughs> I'm telling you that that rate for how many years? Not acceptable. Not acceptable, right? Anyway, the last album I'm going to be reviewing for today is actually uh, an album by Don Tolliver. He signed a, uh, Travis Scott's uh, Cactus Jack Records, and it's called Heaven or Hell. And look, y'all, I'm going to get this one a classic, too. I'm going to get this one a classic, too. This was a great album. Um, It honestly surprised me. I wasn't expecting it. From, from at least from this guy, you know what I mean. Um, I listened to a couple of his last project; it was cool. Um, and but this is his debut album, and I will say, man, he did a great job. He did a great job. Uh, standout songs to me: After Party, uh, Wasted, Candy, uh, dope songs, dope songs, and it's it's a good amount too. It comes in at twelve tracks. Uh, that's a perfect amount, in my opinion. Um, and he delivered throughout all songs. Um, the best way I can describe Don Tolliver for those who don't know him, definitely a mix between like Travis Scott and like Young Thug. <laughs> this is my best example. But you know, it, it doesn't do him. A, it honestly, doesn't do him a, a good service. It doesn't make a service because he's at the same time has his own sound, own unique sound. He's truly his own individual, and I think it shines through a lot on this track. You know, and hopefully, you know, with Travis Scott's guidance, this guy can go up higher. As I know he can go, you know. Again, like I said, some of my favorite tracks: After Party, Wasted, and Candy. 
Candy especially because there's a guitar solo at the end of that. And then the out of the outro was was perfect. And I feel that outro is another song or a song they probably scrapped. I really do wish he releases it because it's great. But you know, Candy is my opinion, my favorite song of the album. But again, Heaven or Hell, very dope album. Don Tolliver did a great job. So I wanna shout him out. Uh, big shout out to Don Tolliver. And uh yeah, that's a, that's that that's pretty much it. Like I said, I'm gonna give the album a classic and that's pretty much it for the album reviews. So the discussion today will be on uh, Kendrick Lamar's uh, second album, or uh, second major label album, rather, uh, The Silver Butterfly. Now, when this album first dropped, uh, let's just say that it sent shockwaves, not only like throughout hip-hop, throughout the country, throughout everywhere. Like, when this album dropped, it sent shockwaves. Um, but first, like to get into the album, really, like the Purple Butterfly is basically uh, it's an album and it is basically supposed to be like a homage to Tupac. Uh, and the final song at the at the end of the song, uh, on the album, I mean, uh, Mortal Man, it it features a an interview that uh Kendrick did, and I put did in quotation marks because the you know took audio and he put himself in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the little audio magic, but it's basically features the interview that Kendrick does with uh with Tupac, and originally the album name was supposed to be to put a caterpillar, i.e. Tupac, you know, so uh yeah that, that that was the whole thing, and this album pretty much it is it's hip hop like at at its fullest. First of all, when it comes to the production, it's uh it's pretty much left field. Uh, and a complete contrast from what we heard from Kendrick before. You know, we're very used to, like, hearing, like, hip-hop beats from Kendrick. Like, you know, modern, traditional hip-hop beats, you know, stuff like that. Maybe a little bit on the gritty side. Maybe somewhere like, whether, like, a, a, a West Coast bounce, you know what I mean? But this was the first time we heard Kendrick, um, pretty much, like, all jazz samples, you know, like, all, all jazz music. Not, I mean, I say jazz samples, all jazz music. You know, it was live instrumentation. Um, it was it was a completely different feel. It did not originally feel like like something like Kendrick, you know, would uh would do. And I'm telling you, like, it was surprising. It was surprising. It was amazing, and like it was polarizing when it first dropped. You know, uh, even though people now do agree that this is Kendrick Lamar's band to open because of like the things which I will get into soon enough. Um, a lot of it was new to people so a lot of people were like you know put off at first you know it wasn't what they were expecting from kendrick it was something that was you know like i said i feel a little bit avant-garde for them they were not expecting it so they put people off at first you know um but again this is just to show uh kendrick's you know creativity uh his ability to like you know just create something that he feels is relevant and for himself you know um when it comes to the themes the themes pretty much is a whole and it's on deal with like you know, uh, black uh black love, black unity, um, uh, uh politics, uh, the, uh, uh, like the government uh and its effect on the black community, black on black crime, uh, police brutality, you know, it basically sees the whole on a whole bunch of issues that are now plaguing uh that that now not now but that have been plaguing uh black Americans, you know, never just black Americans, black people all over the world. You know, uh, in fact, one of the songs, um, All Right, 
uh, produced by Pharrell, is actually one of the biggest, uh, and I think it's, it's the most popular song off the album. Um, not only that, it was it became the protest song because during that time, uh, we're still reeling off the Trayvon Martin killings, the Michael Brown killings, you know. Um, we we were seeing a whole bunch of instances of police brutality in America. So the album came at a perf at a perfect time where people where the black uh population started came out, was protesting, voicing that they, they weren't gonna stand for this anymore. Are we gonna be all right? The sign of an incredible shockwave. Everywhere was every, everybody was playing it. There was a protest song. Everybody was at a protest, it was what the people were chanting, you know, and like it, it really sent a shockwave and let people know like in the title we're gonna be all right, you know. Um the, uh, another song, uh the the, the black of the bear berry. Uh, pretty much talks about uh, like being being black, you know, like pride of being black, uh, and you know, there's what's going on in the black community as well, you know. Um, I, I, in the final verse, it uh talks about uh police, not not police brutality, my bad, but uh about gang violence and uh black on black crime, you know, and like what can we do to fix it, you know. It also talks about how the government is themselves. Like it's no different from games, you know. Um, he likens uh the Republicans and the Democrats to Bloods and Crips, you know, and that the how their policies doesn't really affect any change, it doesn't really affect anybody. Again, things that we're still seeing, you know, today. You know, so this just goes to show that just how relevant, you know, like this uh this, this album is, you know. And these these are the sub standoffs are a really big standoff from me not just for me for me personally. And I think in this uh another thing that was ahead of the curve pretty much, um, was Kendrick Lamar's uh You. And You itself was uh basically a song about depression, you know. Um the lyrics are dark, the beat is dark. Um, I think this was like one of the real uh rare turns of the album where like I said, the everything was jazz pretty much, but this time it went dark, you know, like like the the sound was dark. It was still jazz, but it was more a little bit more frantic, you know. Um, and I think it really showcased his mind state, you know. It it really out it showed his depression and how you know like it affected him. And I think this is another song, like I said, is a little bit ahead of the curve because right now, like a lot a lot of people now are focusing more on their mental health, especially black people and black males in particular, you know. Um, the artists like like Jay Z to Meek Mill, they talk about having PTSD, um, and this is a very real thing for like you know young, uh, not even just Meek Mill, G Herbert as well, for, for example, talk about having PTSD, and this is a very real thing, uh, for black males and black people like growing up in you know the hoods of America where black and black crime, police brutality is is, is running rampant, you know, and this is something in itself, and like I can personally relate to, you know, so. Not even with just depression lyrics, but also like with the with, with that fear as well. You know what I mean? So this album, again, really relevant ahead of the curve, was doing things that you know was not even just doing this. My bad, was saying things that would still be relevant even to today. And it's all because of those reasons that this is Kendrick Lamar's, you know, like uh, Magnus Opus. This is his considered his best album. You know, sure, it was, it was a complete out of left field, completely different than anybody expected, but its relevance is still is still going on. Like like it, it, even certain phrases, you know, like this blank ain't free. You know, 
has even embedded itself into like you know the community like the black community you know what i mean um like this this just shows the goal like it's relevance like that's how people hold it has in the culture and even to this day if you go out to a protest right now i guarantee Kendrick Lamar's all right will still be uh, will still be heard will still be being sung you know that's just how long that's how powerful that's how much of a lasting legacy this album has built for him you know um and the song i you know he he preaches a self-love even in the, the hook itself is i love myself you know he preaches self-love so like acceptance you know again something that needs to happen in the black community and i get like i, like I said before you know it's a lot of people growing up in the hood of america and, and a, lot, a lot of black large black communities especially in the urban communities have PTSD and they also a lot of times because of their skin color you don't have proper representation in the media uh uh you know your centric features are always you know favored and featured you know so a lot of times uh, a lot of black kids don't really love themselves now with other song eyes preaching self-love you know it just shows that and I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of people too personally myself like really seeing this song does you know when they that's as an uplifting song, you know. Even the the beef and the video, like even features like unity, um, within the black communities, especially with the brothers and the Chris, because Kendrick is from LA, you know, from Compton. So this is like one of the other things. So you know, it's always it it's just always good to see how again how deep and rooted this album is, you know. So yeah, Kendrick Lamar. The uh the pimp uh, the pimp butterfly, one of the greatest albums of all time. His magnus opus, you know. Again, I am excited to see what else that guy has in store. I'm excited to see what else like he can, like he he, he can just show us. Cause again, this album, like he gave it his all and it showed out. It is it is in history books. It it, it is solidified. Like this this album is his legacy. And all other albums, and uh, Dan was a good album as well, you know, but like this is the one that it, it, it stands the test of time, as all the other ones, but this one also stands like the, the very test of time, you know, because it is, it, it came out to just such a perfect time, just such turmoil, and it's something that we needed, just as, like all black people like needed this album, and it came out at the right time, you know, so that cultural significance, that cultural impact cannot, cannot be forgotten, you know, like the time it came out in cannot be forgotten. This, this, it's all those factors and the music itself that make this album a classic, you know. So yeah, uh, shout out to Kendrick Lamar, amazing album. Congratulations on uh, what well, five years, you know you did the thing. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna see you guys next week. You know this is the end of the Turntables podcast. Have a great day. You know where to find me, Spotify, uh, I think SoundCloud and a whole bunch of other space, Google Podcasts. And I'm going to go look it up for y'all. But you know what? You know where to find me. Check Spotify out, all right? Anchor as well. Catch y'all. It's the Turntable Podcast. Peace.